0: Start of summer, America. A lot of summertime discussion. Uh, Sports are in the the down period, the dark ages, I like to call it. It's that time when basketball ends until football begins. So all we really have are rumors and NBA trade rumors and and perhaps some free agency things. So we'll get into that on today's show. I've got a surprise movie review. Wasn't anticipating it, but I popped it on Netflix last night, and I love this movie. It's called I Am Mother. It's a sci-fi movie. Really cool review on that today got some thoughts on politics here gonna be talking some some gun laws in this country Uh, gonna talk some tv talking about agents of shield legion started back up which i love and then some ninja warrior talk and then something today at work happened which has just launched me into a frenzy here so timely rant of the week regarding what just happened to me at work today but it's something that i think everyone will agree on so let's do this I had a friend send me this video clip that is floating around the interwebs and it is hysterical. Shout out to Mangler, Cross the Pond. He sent me this clip and let, let me just describe it to you, okay? It's of some sort of Asian zoo. All right, I don't know what country, but it's it's clearly Asian. I realize I'm assuming some things. I'm assuming race in this video. All the people appear to be presenting as Asian people. So, I am making that assumption that it's an Asian country. So, they are there, and they're just... Originally, they're showing a picture of a polar bear, a real one. And then, around the corner comes some person. I don't know if it's a male or female. A person in a polar bear costume. And what they're doing is they are are mimicking that the polar bear has escaped the, the cage. And is terrorizing the zoo. And hilarity ensues because... The person in the polar bear suit uh, starts to, like, charge at people and attack them. And I put attack in air quotes here. It's hysterical. I'm going to post it on the Instagram page, the link. Well, I'll post it on Twitter as well. Uh, But it is hysterical what they're doing because the person's not actually trying to attack anyone. They're They're basically, like, going up and hugging people and they fall over and they're trying to pretend like this is a real life situation as if that's what a polar bear would do if it's free from its cage attacking people and there's just so many great things in this he like runs over and there's like this these two people that are pretending to be tourists and he basically yells at them and they fall down and but my my favorite part of it is there is the end of it where they trank the polar bear and this dude pulls up in a car And you can tell the guy who's shooting the the Trank dart, there's a look in his eyes. There really is. There is a look in his eyes. There's a deadness there where you understand or or you believe that he's wishing one day that these aren't just Trank darts in here, that these are real bullets and he can take out the person in the polar bear costume. There's like a weird darkness in his eyes. Okay, just watch. It's like a longing that he has that you can see in this video clip kind of like the deadliest game vibe you have that and it's just hilarious because he's just stone-faced as he does this while the bear I'm sorry the person in the polar bear costume also has a hilarious moment where they're pretending to be tranked and they take these two little baby steps that just will have you dying laughing because it's so ridiculous and he falls over he or she falls over and that's the end of the video and I'm just like who planned this, number one? Why is this an effective way to practice a polar bear escaping? Because at no point was it realistic. At no point. You'd be literally be doing nothing to to help you in that situation as a zoo. So it is hysterical. You have to watch it. You could probably just search uh, polar bear test or something. I don't know. Something like that. Zoo polar bear test. Uh, search something like that and you should find it. But like I said, I'll, I'll, put a link to the show because it is hilarious. You need to watch it. People are dumb for thinking that this would actually help you and prepare you for a polar bear attack. But I'm glad they did it because we get to laugh at it. Checking out the hot sheets, things in the news, America. Right now we have the democratic presidential debate. I didn't watch a second of it, nor would I if there was a Republican one. Clearly there's not. Trump's going to run again. And I'll tell you what, the, the big news was that Elizabeth Warren did so well. And I just find it hilarious that if they actually nominate her, that that means Trump will win again. I, I hope you realize that. She's almost identical to Hillary Clinton, with the exception of she's probably more likable. Hillary Clinton is the person that you imagine each children in her spare time. And so, Elizabeth Warren, you don't get that vibe from her. Obviously, she had the weird Native American thing where she claimed that she was part Native American. I don't necessarily hold that against people because I feel like everyone does that. You know, you hear these stories in your family, and, and then you actually do the DNA test, and it, it proves that they were wildly wrong. You know, like, oh, we're Irish, or, oh, we were, you know, from this part in Germany, and then it turns out you have 0% German, and it's because your family has, has, has told you your entire life that you're German. So maybe someone in her family told her that they were Native American. I feel like that happens in everybody's family. There's always like that one relative where you're like, I think she was part Native American. Or maybe your grandparent men- mentioned something about it. Like, yeah, they were part Native American, like Cherokee or something. And <laughs> it's just in everybody's family. So I'm not going to hold that against her. I, I don't feel like that's, that's, that's too horrible. I feel like it's a simple mistake anybody could have made. But I just don't think she's she's going to beat Donald Trump. If you really sit and think about it, what has changed in this country in the past three years? Nothing's really changed. People are the same. We haven't lost an entire generation of people. So I I feel like if you just put another woman up against Trump, the same thing is going to happen. Because if you want to say that there are people that are just so prejudiced against women being in that position that they're going to vote for a man anyways, then, then you have the same exact problem. And I don't think people have changed in three years. In fact, I think people have gotten worse, you would argue. People have gotten less patient, less kind to one another, I feel like. And so if you if you put this woman up against Trump, and who knows what's going to happen? This is obviously super early. That was, I think, the big news is that she shined, is what you, you saw articles saying. It, like I said, if the Democrats pick her, I think that's just another four more years of Trump. And here, here's a side note. We haven't discussed this as a family, America. We have not talked about this. I hope you realize why Donald Trump got elected president. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. And let me let me explain it to you, okay? I, I have the answer, I can tell you. Here's what happened in America. You had an entire generation of people, okay? It's, it's my dad's age, it's probably the, the age of, of your father who's, who's listening here. Uh, th- that age group where they weren't in any wars, okay, it was after Vietnam, Korea, those type of things, they were born right then and there, but they grew up at a time when America was always pushing this idea of the American dream. Like you can be whatever you want, you can have this dream because of the sacrifice of your fathers, and rightly so. That's what happened. They 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 fought in these wars and, and protected our freedoms, and and they were told that they could be anything because of that. And then fast forward forty years, and they 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 haven't achieved the dreams that they were promised. Okay, and and then they look at at television, they look at entertainment and media and sports in particular. And they see all these athletes who are young, minorities, most of them. And they're, they're a little jealous. They would never say that they're jealous, but they're jealous of that success. And so that makes them a little jaded towards sports and celebrities and those type of things. And they, they have this mentality of, that should have been me. Or that could have been me. And there's almost like that midlife crisis point where where you realize it hasn't worked out the way that you thought it was going to work out. And instead of having a foundation and being secure and, and the fact that you raised children and that you, you did have a successful career, just wasn't, you know, you're not a millionaire. That's okay. Instead of having that foundation and that security, it's this, this longing for more. And that happened to an entire generation of males in this country. White, black, uh, Hispanic, if they were around at that time in this country. That happened to an entire generation of males in this country. And that's exactly who Donald Trump was targeting in his campaign because that's the majority of the country. They fit into that camp right now. And again, there are there are other factors. Obviously, there's the political line, so Republicans are going to vote for that. You know, people who are opposed to abortion are going to vote for Donald Trump. There's that line as well. I just think that he was targeting specifically that group of people and it makes sense when you now think about how he tweets and the things that make him angry and who he's targeting. It makes sense to me that it's that male that he has targeted with his campaign, call them the baby boomer generation. That's the largest percentage and women are included in this as well. Women are, are feeling the same thing. They were promised these dreams and these hopes and, and it just didn't work out the way that they thought it was going to. And and me in particular, I've seen this where my parents worked so hard. They are incredibly hard workers. I am not. I'm not at all. I'm a millennial. I've got that built inside of me where I I just, I'm entitled. I think I I deserve a certain salary already, those type of things. And I actually make a lot of money. And I, I know that that has to drive people who are in that age group crazy because we don't work as hard. And we've achieved so much at an early age. I I can see that frustration. And that's got to be hard. You got to put yourself in their shoes sometimes to go, okay, I can see where that would be a frustration. And so here comes Donald Trump promising all these things. And so, of course, you're going to support him with that because he's talking to you in that situation. And Donald Trump came in and he targeted those people smartly, very smart to target those people because he won the election. And so that's why he was elected. Those people bought into it. And whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, that's the type of person that voted for Donald Trump. They're, they're the majority of this country. This idea of the American dream did not work out the way exactly the way they thought it was going to, exactly the way they were promised. And so Donald Trump was promising them more. All right, and here's a crazy theory that I have, America that I think will help explain some of his behaviors even more, now that you have the the background of why I think he won the election. He would never admit this, but I think he's in the same boat as that generation of people. Obviously, he's at the same age range, right? But I think you look at, he's a successful business person. No matter what you say, he has more money than you. Very successful that way. But he's looking around, and he's seeing other people far more successful than him who he would deem haven't worked as hard as him to get where they are. Athletes, musicians, other politicians, those type of things. So there's like that little jealousy that I was talking about. And it kind of fits with his character where he's a little angry about that. A little jaded towards those people. And that would explain some of his historical tweets that he's had where he's been so offended by these people, especially young people, especially minorities in those positions, where they're extremely wealthy and he has he doesn't feel like they've earned that wealth the way that he had to so that's my crazy theory think about it get back to me that's why donald trump won america i hope that was informative to you i hope you you learned something today Uh, test it seriously go out and test it ask people who voted for trump and try to put them in that category see if it fits moving on i promised uh In the intro, that we were finally going to have our gun debate. I think it's time, family. As I mentioned when I brought up the last school shooting that occurred, I don't agree with the concept of talking about guns and gun control after a mass shooting because I believe that's a time to mourn and to recognize the tragedy. So I didn't want to take that opportunity to talk about guns. I wanted to wait until it was a little calmer and we didn't have to hijack a tragedy to get some sort of political agenda across. But I think now is a good time to discuss this matter about guns in this country. And I wanted to start off by just talking about the history of guns in this country in particular. What is often forgotten and overlooked in this entire issue is that this country was founded on guns. Whether you like to admit it or not, that is the truth. They compare the United States to other countries. They go, well, in England, they don't have guns and things are fine. Well, guess what? In England, they never had guns, really. It's not this thing where everyone owned a gun in their houses in England. That was not the culture of England. For hundreds and hundreds of years, the only people who owned guns were farmers. And then the, the police, or whatever they called them, you know, the military-owned guns. But citizens did not own guns. And then what happened when they banned them is that it only impacted farmers. Right, oh, okay, I can't go hunting now, alright, fine. That's what happened in England because their culture was so different. And then they compare the U.S. to it and go, well, if they can do it, we should be able to do it. Well, there's just one problem with that. Our culture was founded on guns. Don't believe me? Look it up. What caused some of these skirmishes between us and the British? What caused some of those things? It was them taking away our guns. These guys were rebels who founded this country. Complete rebels. Gunslingers. Okay, And they, and they didn't like it when people took away their guns. And so that started some of these skirmishes. And so this idea that you can just, it's an apples to apples comparison here is ridiculous. We're not the same as England. We're totally different. We actually rebelled against England. Remember that? And one of the reasons was for the guns. That was part of the history. And on top of that, you can't even compare America to other nations because America is so young. As we all learned in Mighty Ducks 2, Miss Michelle taught us that America is young. They are a teenager like Team USA was. We can't be compared to other nations because we don't have the same history and we're rebellious teenagers. So this country was founded on that principle. They wrote it into the constitution. It was literally the second thing they put on the list. Oh wait, we're gonna make a top 10 list here, things we want, let's put it number two. This idea of the right to bear arms. Just think about that. Put your political affiliation aside. Put the thought of whether you like guns or hate guns, put that aside and just rationally think about it for a second. The dudes who started this country rebelled against the idea of not having guns. Now, I get it. We're in a totally different time now. I get it. But I'm just trying to say, I'm trying to set the foundation for why this issue is so difficult in this country. Extremely difficult. So you have the history of it. The the, the, the roots of our country revolve around guns then you have this thing called the wild wild west which is completely glamorized in hollywood around the world if you ask people you know in other countries who don't know much about america they're going to actually reference probably cowboys cowboys and indians right that whole thing is there's more movies in hollywood made about that than any other topic it was a very short period of time i'm just saying it's glamorized in our history okay this idea of guns and uh the wild wild west that is glamorized In our culture so people grow up fantasizing about those things with guns so that's another that's another element right there then this idea of like protection and defense self-defense is very is a very american thing not necessarily martial arts i mean martial arts are huge here as well but self-defense is something that is very prevalent in this country there's many different types and guns are part of that people have a desire to feel protected in this country I, I've never lived overseas. I've never lived in another country. I don't really want to. What I've seen and what I've gathered from other people who do, there's not that sense of the necessity to protect oneself. Now, again, it's going to be argued, well, it's because they don't have guns. No, no, no. I don't think that... I'm talking about just self-defense. I feel like that's a very American concept and thing where even like street fighting and, uh, like I said, jujitsu, jitsu martial arts, those type of things are... are are taught to our children in schools. And I feel like it's been that way for a long time. And it's just this idea of, as Americans, we feel like we, we have the, the right to protect ourselves and to fight. Now Again, maybe that's our rebellious roots. Maybe that's it, but that's that's another thing. That's another layer to this, this idea of guns. Another thing is hunting. Hunting is very popular in the U.S. It's something that the South does all the time. It's a very Southern thing. It's a very country thing to go hunting. So hunting is a big thing in this nation. And that just, again, adds another layer to this topic. So let's recap here. We've got history. We've got the Founding Fathers were renegades. And it was the second most important thing they could think of. You have hunting. You have this idea of self-defense. You have the Wild West. So all those things make this issue extremely rooted. That's why people don't budge on this thing. That's why it's so divisive. Because there's a historical element to it. There's a family lineage and history of all these things. And people won't budge on this issue. So again, we come back to the concept of compromise. We talked about that in uh, my interview that I had with my sister about abortion. Where it's just this, what is the compromise here? What, what are we all going to agree on with guns? What we all agree on is that shootings at schools are terrible. They're horrible. I have kids. I don't want the thought of them getting shot at a school running through my mind i don't want to have that fear but i do and i think every single person in this country agrees that that is terrible and we don't want that but the question is how do you prevent that That, that's the question how do we prevent those things can it be prevented what is the compromise again i've heard people argue on the one side to just take all guns away and that's just ridiculous all the arguments i presented about why that's a, a troubling proposal it's just not possible because of our history. I've heard it suggested, well, you can just force people to turn in their guns. And if they're caught with them, it's heavy fines or taxes. All, most guns are registered. That's true, but a lot of guns aren't registered. And then what about this idea of the economy, right? Guns are manufactured. They provide jobs, bullets. Th- those, are, those are manufactured. And so you'd be shutting down industries of, of jobs for people. A lot of guns are proudly made in the USA right and you know they're made from steel a lot of american steel companies so it's this idea of like you'd be hurting the american economy by just getting rid of something then the idea of value my gun costs 500 dollars, and guns do not depreciate in value very much so those of you that don't that aren't familiar with guns let me tell you they're not cheap you don't just walk into walmart and find a cheap gun lying around that's not how it works my gun was 500 dollars I could probably get $400 for it now and it is about 10 years old. It's a Glock 23. Shout out to Glock. And so this idea of value where okay, if I have to turn this gun in, are you giving me my money for that? Do you know how much money that's going to cost the government buying back weapons? Like have you thought that through? Oh, yeah, I'm just supposed to give it to you. What about these people who have spent thousands and thousands and dollars on guns? Oh, just screw them. They just have to give all this back without any any, any compensation whatsoever? Have you thought that through? Oh, we'll just ban certain types of gun assault rifles. Well, that doesn't really answer the problem. Because actually most school shootings are done with handguns that they find from their parents. Or maybe a rifle. But oh, let's ban, let's ban high-powered assault rifles. Guess what? They're mostly already banned. What, what would that do? They're still Again, bottom line is there's still the human heart. People who want to kill people will figure out ways to kill people. Can they go into a school and and kill 30 people? Probably not. It'd be tough. But then you have to think about would they start plotting ways to trap people inside of rooms where they can't escape and then they can just walk around with a handgun? But again, banning assault, those mostly have already been banned and I think people would still try to kill each other with guns. And oh, by the way, let's talk about this issue. Here's something you can do in your car right now. I want you, first three answers that pop into your head, most common places that a shooting happens. Boom, go. Top three. All right, time's up. School, federal building, and maybe a public outing, like a concert or something like that. Those would have, for the first three things that popped into your head where a shooting occurs. Guess what? All three of those places, guns are banned. Totally. You cannot have a gun on a school premise ever. That's never been the case. You can't have a gun at uh, some event, like a public event. There's always rules against that. Like a concert, you can't bring a gun in. And then a federal building, all banned. You've never been able to carry firearms into those places. And yet people carry firearms into those places and kill people. And that's the first three places you thought of when I asked you to think of shootings. And so we have a problem here because criminals break the law. And so if you you set these rules, there's a problem because criminals will break them. That's just human nature there. That's what a criminal is. It's someone who breaks laws. And these people are all breaking laws. Can you believe that? Can you believe people break the law... And take a gun onto a school campus. Can you believe that? People do it. You know what I have to do anytime I go to the post office? I have to lock my gun in the car. Do you know why? Because I'm an idiot. Because I'm a person who actually obeys the law. I stupidly listen to the signs that say no guns. That, that's what happens. Because I have some deep-rooted thought in my mind that says, oh, I don't want to go to jail for this. But do you know who doesn't have that? A criminal who's going to go and shoot people and murder them. They're not operating on the same level that I am, that most human beings are. It's that part that I'm talking about where, like, if they want to harm people, they're going to figure out ways to harm people because they're not right in the head. They're angry, okay? They they don't know how to express themselves. Something is wrong with them. And so, the only thing they think of is to harm other people, innocent people most of the times. Again, you can't bring guns into these places that shootings are happening. So, When they're banned, they can't even protect you. That's the point I'm trying to make here. And just a slight tangent here. I want you to now think about the place where there would be the most guns. Where would you go where you would find the most guns? Alright, time's up. Here's what I thought. A gun show. I thought a gun range. And then an NRA meeting. Convention. Something like that. Top three places I thought of. And I don't think I've ever heard of a shooting. Certainly, there's never been a mass shooting at any of those locations, ever. In a scenario where you have the most guns present, there aren't shootings. So that's just an interesting wrinkle to think about. Why aren't there mass shootings where there's more guns? I think it's self-explanatory, but sometimes it helps just to think about that scenario. Why don't those occur? Well, because there's a fear that if you walk there to kill other people, you're going to get killed first. So guns in that scenario are a deterrent to mass shootings. So that's why you have people on the other side saying they don't believe that guns are the problem. And they would actually argue that people should have more guns and that would lower these incidences. So that, that's that side of it. Not saying that's the right side. I'm just saying that's how other people are viewing this issue. So, so what, what are we going to do when they ban guns in this country? What, what can you do? You're going to trust that the government is going to protect you, but it can't protect you from places where guns are banned. Mind-blowing that people think this will work. I'm not saying the solution is everybody should be packing heat here. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm just saying the, the alternative is not just get rid of all guns. That doesn't make any sense. And again, criminals are going to break the law. If you could guarantee that my children will be safe, that I'll be safe, that I'll never be attacked with a gun, then yes, I will gladly hand over my gun with fair compensation to the government. But I just don't see that happening. This is a complicated issue. It is layered. It is historical. So I, I don't know what the compromise is, but you have to be able to say to gun people, you are now totally safe. And I just don't think the country can guarantee that. Yes, if they somehow rounded up all weapons, if they could somehow figure out who owns weapons that haven't registered them, then yes, you you could get away with this, getting rid of all guns and making sure the police didn't have guns either. But that's just not possible in this country. There are so many undocumented guns, unregistered, because again, the only people who register guns are non-criminals because we have nothing to hide. People like me, we go and register our guns. I renew my concealed carry license every five years. I'm an abiding citizen. I'm normal that way. But criminals do not do those things. They don't abide by those rules. They don't register the guns they obtain illegally. The only people that would be left with guns are criminals who have hidden the fact that they have guns, which is a horrible idea. So that's why you can't just take away all guns, round us up, levy tax fines on us for not giving them back, that's ridiculous, because then I wouldn't feel safe. And and let's be clear, I feel very safe carrying my gun when I have my kids with me. When I'm out with my family, that's the only time I have my gun on me, is when I'm with my family. If I'm by myself, I actually don't carry my gun that much. I carry a gun to protect my kids, my wife, my friends and family, or even, even others. I, I carry it to protect others as well. I, I take extreme precaution in it. I don't keep one in the chamber, okay? That's gun lingo for uh, every gun. You have to cock it to put the bullet into the chamber, and you can let it sit there, and it's ready to go. Like, you pull the trigger, it fires. I don't do that. I I don't keep one in the chamber. That's so if my kids happen to find it for whatever reason, I've I've been negligent with it, then they can't actually shoot themselves, Lord willing. So I, I, I do that on purpose, especially, like, I don't if I leave it somewhere... That does happen if you go to the bathroom. Sometimes you take it off, put it on the back of the toilet seat, and you might forget it. I don't want some kid finding it and shooting themselves. That's a horrific nightmare that I have. So I I don't keep one in the chamber. People who are avid gun people are like, that's insane. You'll die if someone draws on you and shoots faster. I'm just saying, if that's happening, that's the least of my problems. Okay, if I'm in a gunfight, yes, that is a bad thing. But that is the least of my problems. Same with carrying multiple magazines. There are people who carry multiple magazines. This gun holds 13 rounds. If I have to fire 26 rounds, that is a problem. Okay, that's beyond just needing to defend myself. That's and I'm in a firefight with somebody. I've stumbled into the Middle East. What, good night. What are you talking about? You need 26 rounds. Okay, you, just the gun itself is enough to deter almost everything. Okay, and like I said, carrying it, I do feel safer. I feel safer when I'm with my kids on walks from these vicious therapy dogs that people are claiming are therapy dogs. I feel way safer with that, knowing I could put two in it and end it. So th- this idea of safety is very important to us as Americans. And how are you going to guarantee that when I can't defend myself? Especially with road rage. Oh my goodness. Road rage is out of control in this country. They do the wrong thing and they're willing to fight about it. I had a lady, okay... In front of me at a light, it's a green turn arrow, so you know that you got to go quick with those things. No time to dilly-dally at those lights. Green turn arrow goes. She's texting clearly. You see her. I'm higher up. I'm in a van. She's in a low car. She's clearly texting. I just give a little horn honk. It was not the F.U. horn. The F.U. horn is longer than two seconds. That's the F.U. horn. This was a beep, a honk, a toot, whatever you want to call it. Just that. And she looks up and just goes berserk on me. As if I had done something so horrific to her, she just loses it. Again, she was texting at the light. This was her fault. And instead of just giving the hand wave like a normal human being would, she loses her mind. She follows me down the road, wants to fight me. She is like late 50s, early 60s. I don't know if she wanted to fight me. She's screaming at me. I'm like, what is your plan here? Okay, I'm 6'2, I look big in my car. It's not like I look like a pipsqueak here. What is her plan here? She's gonna fist fight me? What what is it here? I don't understand. And this this mentality is everywhere of people in their cars. Just insanity. And that's what you have to deal with. Sight, that was that was totally a tangent. I apologize. I just went off there. You can see how easily I can get triggered that way. No pun intended there. So I feel safer with a gun. I know that my wife feels safer with a gun in the house, especially if she's alone. Like I said, if I go away by myself, I leave the gun with them. I want them to have the protection, not me. I don't care. If I'm going to die, then I'm going to die. That's fine. I don't need to protect myself from people. It's really, I only carry the gun to protect my family and to protect others. As far as compromise goes, I, I've heard it floated around and I like this idea. I don't know how practical it is or, or what the effects would be. But I do like the idea of, of hiring former military as as defense for our schools. I like that idea. You know, you just have a, a almost like a resource officer. They have them already. But you just have former military. And that's just what they're doing. I think that's a great idea. And you just put them in every high school. Start with that. See how effective it is. And then you move forward. I don't think there's a lot of problems with their gun laws in this country. It's very difficult to obtain weapons in this country. It actually is. I'm sorry, when you're doing it the right way. And that's the problem is that it's people who aren't doing these things the right way that are the problem. So let's start with that first. How can we utilize former military and and give them opportunities that way uh, to use their skills that we train them to do? And let's see how that would cut down on things. Um, you know, some people would argue you don't want more guns in schools. Okay, fine. What is the What is the compromise? How do you make school safe? You, it's already illegal to bring a gun into a school. That's already been the law. It's been the law for at least 25, 30 years prior to Columbine. That was the rules. Come up with a better compromise. That's, that's the first step to me. Obviously I'm pro do whatever you need background checks. That's fine. Make it realistic, but let's let's do everything i I don't care if you have to do a psych evaluation as long as you can do it quickly maybe it's not possible but i don't know how else you weed out people maybe it's kind of like the licenses where you have to do all this extra background checks you know i just got that new license where it's compliant with the tsa or whatever and you have to go into a room and they interview you blah 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 and then they Uh, They do several other background checks. You can't have any red flags, basically. So I'm okay with that with guns. It already takes long enough. You have to go through an arms dealer to get a gun now. It's ridiculous. Uh, So I'm okay with that. I'm all for that stuff. But what is the compromise? How are you going to fix this problem with school shootings? I don't know the answer, but the other side doesn't have it either. They've already been banned. That's already a thing. How are you going to prevent... How are you going to make my kids safe? I feel safer with a gun... So why wouldn't that concept translate to people in the school with guns protecting them? I would feel safer with that. I, that's that's my rant on this issue, guys. I I hope you understand a little better this how complex this thing is historically. And why it's just not a simple, okay, let's just take them all away like England did. No, not the same thing at all. Totally different. Next up, I uh, stumbled upon a movie on Netflix where it was called I Am Mother. It came up in my recommended queue. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I read the synopsis. I love sci-fi movies, especially ones involving robots and AI and the end of the world stuff. Really cool movie. Horns up for sure, this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's minimal cast. There's very few people in this movie. So I'll just say that. Really good, though. I love the concept. Kind of Matrixy, where it's about robots um that have kind of taken over the world kind of you know just just a normal sci-fi movie well done all netflix purely original content here it has hillary swank in it she was advertised it has this really young up-and-coming actress i don't know who she is she's like a teenager she does fantastic in this and then it's got i believe it's elizabeth banks her voice for the robot i'm not paused don't quote me on that i haven't looked this up uh, I, I want to say it's her. It's her or Jennifer Conley. It's someone like that. You know, it's a voice like that. So that that's there, there's a robot voice. Basically, the premise is this human child is raised by this robot. And then some things happen. I don't want to spoil anything for you because you should go and watch it. Horns up, though, for sure. But here's what's amazing about this movie. I only thought about this when I was writing things down for this podcast. What is amazing about this movie is there is not one male in it only female cast and what's fantastic about it is that they're not pushing a political agenda at all at no point does anyone in the movie say men are the worst men are the reason for this men would make this situation far worse women are superior to men blah 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 blah. at no point is that stated and what's amazing is that it's how you do a strong female lead both the people in this two women Strong female leads. And it's fantastic. They do such a good job with that. It's believable. She's not taking on a million robots by herself. Unenhanced. Nothing like that. A stronger female shows up and overpowers this teenage girl super easily as what would happen in real life. So well done with that stuff. Um, and they just don't degrade men. At no point is it stated. They focus on humans. They say words like Humans. What are the cause of this problem? Which is what all these movies should do. You shouldn't have to bash men to have a strong female-led movie. So I highly recommend it for that reason. If you are a female, you want to see other strong females in movies, watch this. Support this. It's well done. They don't make women out to be these damsels in distress who can't take care of themselves. She's super intelligent, this teenager. She's a problem solver. She's a doctor She's a mechanic. She does all these things. And at no point does she have to put down men because she's strong. And they show us that strength. That's the difference between this movie and Captain Marvel. They show it to us rather than telling us. Horns up for this movie. Highly recommend it. It's on Netflix right now. It's called I Am Mother. Really enjoyed it. Moving on, let's jump to TV. I'm currently, again, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mentioned that in the last podcast. I love this show. For network television, it's fantastic. If you're a comic book fan, it really is. I've stated many times the first season is awful. It's very difficult to get through, but once you do, you are rewarded with a great show. I promise you, they really find their groove. Actually, it's more like two thirds of the way through the first season. They they've really it gets good after that point. But it's a really good show, and like I said, I'm trying to get people to watch it because I feel like I'm the only one watching it. Clearly, others are watching it because it's, it gets renewed. But I believe this is the last season. If you have Hulu, it comes up on Hulu, uh, the new episodes, each each week. So that's my plug. Good family show as well. I would say kids age 12 and up can handle it. That's that's what I would put as a, as a, a rage. Not PG-13. No, 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 no. 12 and up. That's what I'm going with. 6th grade and up. I'm also watching Legion. For those that aren't familiar, Legion is on FX, and it's a little edgier, clearly. More adult content, for sure. It is based on the Marvel comic book character, who his name was Legion. It's actually a biblical reference, a lot of people don't realize that. It comes from the Bible, where Jesus encounters this, this guy who was demon-possessed in the tombs, and he asks him what his name is, and he says his name is Legion, for we are many and what that meant is that he had tons of demons inside of him and jesus casts it out and it goes into these pigs thousands of pigs so this dude had a ton of demons inside of him and that that's what his his name is a reference to and it's this guy who has all these powers inside of him and he's haunted by a demon inside of his head and he's actually charles xavier's son in the comics and you don't actually find that out in the show until actually i think this season it's going to be in the show but you, didn't act, you knew that if you were a comic fan. And he's one of the most powerful mutants out there. And the show is amazing because it's super psychedelic. And it's very trippy in terms of you. you don't know what's going on most of the time. It's meant to be that way because there's a lot of like... He's been in an insane asylum and you don't know if he's crazy or not. And you're getting all of his thoughts and there's a lot of drug use as far as experimenting with how to mind control people all these things so it's it is very out there this show but again i really recommend it because it is original it's not like anything else out there and if you like comic book heroes this is it's almost like an anti-hero it's a really interesting take on a comic book character and it's just cool to see mutants and using their superpowers there's there's a lot of different ones in the show I'm fascinated by the hierarchy of things. I mentioned this in John Wick where I'm more fascinated about John Wick with the the background and the elements of how this world works. Like the the whole idea of the Continental Hotel in John Wick. Similarly to this, there's like this secret shadowy organization that I'm really interested in. I hope they show more of that because that intrigues me more. But uh, also the power usage is really good. Like I said, they they have a great budget for the special effects. They look really well done. So this last season, so season two, this is actually season three, starting it. Season two was uh, very confusing to me. I fell asleep through a couple episodes, so that's a problem in the show. You do have to pay attention. If you fall asleep like I did, you will be very confused when you wake up. I remember I distinctly woke up one time and there was some sort of animal... Just crawling across the screen. And that's how it ended the episode. And I'm like, well, how did we get here? So that's this type of show you really have to be alert while watching. And what I'll say, though, about episode one of season three. Awesome because they introduced time travel. Spoiler alert. As I stated way back on the first podcast in the Avengers, I love time travel plot lines. It is something that I just just love. All movies that deal with it, I just love those plot lines. And so I'm just a sucker for it. And this episode is about time travel, and so I, I enjoyed it. I really did, and I'm excited for this season because they're using a mutant whose power is time traveling. Not really a spoiler because they show that in the first five seconds of the show. If you're not watching it, I I recommend starting at season one. Pay close attention. You can't doze off. You have to be alert while watching it. I'll preface it with that, but really well done this show. So highly recommend that as well. Moving on, going to sports. We are in the dead zone, folks, for sports. We are in the heart of baseball season, which is the most boring season. Everybody admits it, even baseball players. We just ended basketball, which is very exciting. And we're just waiting for football. We are waiting for football, America. It is close. All we're getting is little little bits of news. Le'Veon Bell was in the news. He was recently robbed by two Instagram models. They robbed him of 500000 in jewelry after he left them naked in his bed. Le'Veon Bell is living it up in Miami, and that's what happened to him. That's, that's really our football news for today. But that news is literally the only sports news we have because we're in the dead zone. Let's get through this together, America. We can make it. Football <laughs> is close. Closing out the show, it is time for your favorite segment. I know you are excited. It is the rant of the week. It is born out of an incident that occurred today at work that reminded me of something that goes on across the board in all professions, in all workplaces, and in most social situations, this occurs. So without further ado, the rant of the week. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. So let's set the stage, America. You are in an office environment or you're in some sort of social gathering where someone has to buy food for a group and let's let's start with bagels because that seems to be a go-to breakfast item for some reason bagels or donuts bagels or donuts and here's what happens universally across the board and i am sick of it someone goes to a bagel shop or a donut shop and they get an assorted mix of bagels assorted and when that happens these places they always fill it with all kinds of ungodly creations that they've made in bagel form veggie garden delight bagels or poppy seed raisin bagels or whatever else you can shove into a bagel and they make it and the reason why you end up with all that garbage is because it is their garbage they are getting rid of the junk that people don't buy nobody willingly chooses those bagels more on that to come but they they put it in the box and force you to pay for that trash and you end up with 75 of those in one plain bagel. Now, here's the problem, America. I am an extremely picky eater, and most Americans are actually picky eaters as well. And for some reason, we've created this socialism where people buy these things and only get assorted mixes and leave out all the plain bagels and and just neglect all of the people who can't eat the Garden Veggie Delight bagel, who only can eat the, the plain one. And what happens? You're second in line and the first person takes the plain bagel. That's what happens every time. Or you're left with, there's three. They magically get three in the box of 75. And again, you're ninth in line. So it's gone. Kiss it goodbye. You're never getting your plain bagel. You're stuck with a poppy seed raisin bagel that you have to force feed down your own throat. That's what you're stuck with. Because again, we can't just get all plain bagels for some reason in this country if you're going to get crazy, get the different spreads, get plain bagels and spread, or I'll even allow some sort of raisin bagel. That's fine, but make sure that 75% of them are plain. And here's why everyone eats plain bagels. Every single person. You can't be allergic to bagels and eat a garden veggie delight bagel. That's not possible. And everyone eats plain bagels. But here's the problem, America. Not everyone eats Garden Veggie Delight bagels. Less than 1% of you weirdos will eat that bagel first. You will pick that one. But the other vast majority of human beings will eat the plain bagel first because it's the best. And what it does is it screws all of us who are picky eaters and we can't eat the what's left over. And again, run this experiment in your office. Go buy assorted bagels, put them on a table, and watch which ones are gone. And watch which ones are left over. It will always be the weird ones that are left over. And for some reason as a society, like I said, the socialist utopia we have now, we've decided that the 1% of people who prefer the Garden Veggie Delight bagel are who we are letting dictate the bagel orders. And so what happened today, America, I begrudgingly, okay, as soon as it happened, I was like, I should not have let this happen. Some lady was in charge of ordering pizza for my office for a select group of people. I'm a trainer, so we released people to the floor, and we always have a party that day. I gave her the pizza place. She orders four large pizzas for 15 adults. Let me explain to you. That is not enough pizza. Me, as an adult male, can eat an entire large pizza by myself, and there are only four here. I get there, and here are... Here's what she ordered. Are you ready for this, America? She got a chicken veggie pizza that did not have pizza sauce. It had ranch sauce on it. Disgusting. Number one. She then proceeded to get a all veggie pizza. What's the second pizza? Keep in mind, there's only four. Half the pizzas are inedible at this point. Third pizza. Are you ready for this? Sausage, bacon, mushrooms, and black olives. Yes, that was the third pizza. Fourth pizza, pepperoni. All right, fine. I can eat that. But guess what? There's 15 other human beings. Guess what they all go for. Just just guess, America. The pepperoni pizza was gone by the fourth person. Just, Just think about that. Just gone. Oh, and you already know I was second in line. Okay, I walked into that room, saw those four pizza boxes. I was like an AI supercomputer processing all the possibilities, and I was second in line to get my pizza. I was not missing out on it. They don't teach those problem-solving skills in any school. Do you know what was left? All the other crap. Just left there. Because no one eats that trash willingly. Yes, it was gone by the end of the day because we set it out and let the scavengers pick at it in our office, which is what happens. Yes, it went then. But that's because they had no other options. If given the options, people pick pepperoni or cheese. That's what happens in a group. Run these experiments. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong that the majority of people are delighted to get a veggie pizza. That's disgusting. And I'm tired of it. When did this happen? When did we get to this point? Do it with donuts too. Donuts are just the worst. Donuts people act like they're so healthy and oh, I'm not going to eat the glazed donut. I'm going to go for the chocolate covered one filled with cream. That's what I'm going for. That's the healthy choice here. Just ridiculous with donuts. But again, they get variety of donuts which includes one glazed donut that is gone instantaneously. Probably the person getting the donuts eats it on the way in. That's how rare they are. A glazed donut in an assorted batch of donuts. Ridiculous. And again, if you got 12 Krispy Kreme donuts and you set them out there, they're gone instantaneously. Because everyone loves glazed donuts. But no, we have to get the assorted ones. They're always left. Those ones that are always left are like the—they're like a, a thick cake material. And it's almost like a spiral, but it's in a donut shape. That one will always be left, and, and you're going to laugh because you know it's true. That donut is always left in the assorted box. Same with the cake donut, just the plain cake donut. That's left. However, you were to place that with two glazed donuts, gone instantaneously. And yet, as a, as a nation, we've gotten to the point where we have to buy assorted nonsense to appease the 1% of human beings that would choose a non-glazed donut. Same with cookies, folks. Do this with cookies. You go to a store, chocolate chip cookies, gone. Every time. But no, we have to have oatmeal raisin cookies. We have to have pecan raisin vegan cookies as well. Let's get that instead of a chocolate chip cookie. What is happening in this country? I'm sick of it. So tired of it. Anytime I order things, I get pepperoni cheese if it's pizza. I get 75% glaze. You can have your stupid bear claw. You get one of them, okay? And guess what happens? There's never leftovers, ever, when I order things. Because people eat that stuff. They they would choose that over the nonsense. Again, run these experiments. You could love a veggie pizza, but guess what? You're taking a couple slices of cheese, and you know it. You know it. Because it's delicious. And that's where we are, and I'm tired of it. We need to change it. We can do this together. Next time you order... For a group, get 75% plain or glazed or chocolate chip cookies. Get the rest assorted. Your your colleagues, your peers will thank me later. You'll get promoted. It will happen. Do it, America. That's our show. I had a blast. Again, subscribe. We're on iTunes, podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're also on SoundCloud. A few people are still listening on SoundCloud. That's cool huge show next week as well we have the spider-man far from home review coming same with toy story 4 i took my kids to see it and it was a blast so i will share that with you stay tuned for that as well see you next week peace